Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which is definitely doing fall and rain and all that beautiful red and golden leaves. And yeah, I kind of like oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice time of year. Um, and we are revisiting um, astrocartography in this episode. Um, we have a friend of Jenna's who's about to make one of those big continental shifts, <laughs> which, you know, in today's day and age, I mean, it's not like uh, over the centuries, other people haven't been able to, but it's way easier now for people. Yeah. To, yeah. Pull up stakes and off they go. That would be a very long trip if you had to take a boat. Yes, it would be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but people do ship their stuff, you know, if they are oh. long distances. Yeah. That still happens. But so we're going to look at her chart. Um, we will look at definitely the astral cartography of um, what it looks like when she moves to New Zealand. And, um, but we'll also look at transits and her natal chart and, you know, does this make sense for a big move at this point in time? All of that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, let's see, Jill. Where yes. would you like us to start? Um, I don't know. I didn't. I I focused on the astrocartography okay. piece. Is this okay. Okay. Um, so I could start with a little yeah, bit of an overview of her chart. Yeah, yeah. Some of the timing things. Yeah, I, mean, I did pull up her chart, but I my focus yeah. was on the astrocartography. Okay, so let me set the stage with her chart, then, and uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I called her Molly moving. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's a, like a children's, it. like a children's book title. There you go. Moving Molly. <laughs> yeah. Moving Molly. Okay. So, um, she has, um, you know, one of the first things that I noticed of course was moon and Sag and um on the fourth house and i know i have done children's charts with similar kind of configurations and so if i had done this chart you know 30 odd years ago i would have said to mom and dad be prepared she's going to move she's likely also going to do international travel of some sort or form and part of that is is this innate kind of the grass is greener everywhere else but where she's standing <laughs> um, but it's comfortable for her to do that and you know lots of people would look at that and go oh why would you do that but there is an element of joy in uh, a moon in sag loving to travel well especially with the trying to jupiter exactly exactly <laughs> like, that sounds like fun yeah um, and so it's it's not a big surprise. Um, she does have maybe not by aspect, but a grand trine and fire. So that whole motivation thing. And then, of course, we look at the classic signature for motivation, which is Mars. And it's up there in the 10th house. So staying motivated is definitely going to be part of her um, modus operandi. Um, it also works. Sorry, it also squares her her son Mercury, which exactly makes her very restless. 
Oh yeah, very restless. Uh, Mercury being the lead, the the steersman on the helm. Um, and what's interesting about this is because Mercury technically is, um, you know, it's fallen and debilitated. It's under the beams of the sun. You know, the only thing that would make this more difficult, Mercury, would be if it was retrograde, which it's not. But the thing is, that's in our sort of classic right or left brain oriented world, whereas this is a mind that totally operates on a vibrational level. Um, and totally. so, yeah, oh, totally. Um, and so there has to be an innate energetic connection that motivates her. Right. Mm -hmm. and so what will be interesting in particular when she makes this move is if the energetics that go with New Zealand um, are, you know, if it's something that she can feel the difference. Right. And if there is a big difference, this is probably not going to be her last big move then. Right. Because they'll be like, oh, I get a whole totally different vibe here and off I go somewhere else to mm -hmm. vibe that is. And the vibe piece is very specific. Hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. She's so specific about what she wants and yeah. she knows. And it's like a feeling. It's like yeah. seeing her trying to find the words to describe whatever it's like a creative vision or something or what she wants is the most fascinating thing it's just uh -huh. you can see that it's just it's yeah it's not a logical thing it's no, a, it's a vibration it's a buzzing yeah. about, and whatever it is she wants right away because it's a sextile to uranus <laughs> oh yeah she's yeah. an energizer bunny oh yeah yeah she's a force to be reckoned with Exactly. exactly. That <laughs> Venus sextile Mars also contributes to that. And just having, you know, like by sign, by planet, uh, a grand trine in fire, um, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of, you know, go. And Mars, unfortunately, can in Gemini, it can uh, run itself ragged. So, you know, um, when she's listening to this, um, just pay attention to the fact that you can burn out. Especially <laughs> yes. <if> possible. <laughs> Especially with the in conjunction between Mars and Neptune. Yes. Very oh, close. yeah. And really her Neptune being, sorry. Yeah, yeah. down yeah. there. In... She doesn't know uh, the limits of what she can do, so she thinks she can do endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. She has learned that quite a bit in the last couple of years, and she's been pushing me to read the book, Burnout. Oh, and she yes. has a very intense job that's physically and mentally intense as a tree planter. So it the burnout is so such a physical thing that I think it's like she understands that there's like a season to yeah. her work environment, to her playtime. Yeah. Um She's like yeah. regularly taking naps. You know, she's pretty educated about that for herself. Well, um, but the excitement definitely takes over a lot of the time. And yeah. then I'm like, oh. Yeah. But I think going to Pluto actually probably helps with that. Yes. She will yeah. do some research. She will look into things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Big researcher. And it's going to give her deep resources of powerful 
energy. <laughs> okay, lean into so, the Pluto. One of the questions that I would want to ask her is literally um, because she can have such a um, direct co connection to literally Gaia, the planet, Mother Earth, however mm -hmm. you want to put that, that I'd be curious to hear from her what the vibrational differences she experiences when she lands in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so curious. Yeah. Very curious to that. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes she communicates in like colors and textures. She yeah. studied event planning and aspires, okay. I think, to, to plan weddings and events. And she's so talented, which is why we work together in film and mm -hmm. set decoration. Um, but yeah, she I see her describing things that are unrelated and she describes them in like colors and yeah. textures and feelings and things like that. And so maybe that would be a good um, way to process her experience in New Zealand and feel inspired and expand like creatively. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay. So we look at um, several, you know, like, so for instance, let's say she came in to see us, you know, a couple of months or a year ago when she'd be like, you know, so I'm thinking about moving, changing continents, you know, and so the classic place you look is to the ninth house, um, obviously with that moon in Sag, you know, both Jill and I would agree that, you know, yeah, you'll move, that'll happen. How many times? Don't know, but that'll happen. Um, and mm -hmm. so she is picking a year in which Venus is Lord of the Year, and it rules uh, in this particular chart setup. It rules the ninth house. And so what that brings to this move is, is it what she wants? Oh. Right? And, you know, I'm sure that that is part of the major motivation behind that is this is something I've always wanted Venus to do. Um, and because Venus is ruling um, the ninth house um, from the Taurus perspective, then that physical physicality of you know going from Canada to New Zealand is definitely going to be part of it okay so then I looked at um, and she might actually with moon in the you know so near the IC you know she could like live in her home like a moving home <laughs> like, yes. you know, oh yeah that's what she's planning on doing she's oh, so gonna get a van was that Perfect. That would be really comfortable for her. It would be like a home on wheels that can take her places. Perfect. Yeah. So to yeah. further that, this is her solar return um, for this year. And guess who's ruling? Yeah. <laughs> the moon. Oh. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is like, um, reinforcing the fact that natally she has that moon in Sag um, and the moon itself is sitting on her ascendant and so it is all about you know accessing that moon um, Venus being ruler of the year is up here in the 10th um, it's with Jupiter it's with Chiron it makes me wonder if there isn't going to be some sort of healing that comes out of this move um yeah yeah, yeah. depending on where she goes yeah depending on where she goes 
Um, Mars, though, um, is sitting here in the 12th house. And so being too erratic might not serve her as well. Um, yeah, got Mars and Neptune. Yeah. He's yeah. squaring Neptune, yeah. Yeah, yeah, squaring Neptune. And so, you know, traveling around too erratically might not be a good idea. Um, and so with, again, you know, Mercury is back in its original turf. So is Venus and so is Mars. And so, and the angles are obviously highlighted with the moon sitting right on um, the natal ascendant. Actually, let me pull up the by wheel. So here you can see it more graphically. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, I was going to say something about that. What was I going to say? And it opposes Mercury. I mean, yes, it does. So that's yeah so the mercury is mm. highlighted here and so paying attention to the energetic um processing where should i go you know etc needs to come from that tuned in place and moon in virgo means be very 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 specific yeah. and the sun is the midpoint for that mercury and neptune i believe mm-hmm mm-hmm so you said the ruler is Venus. Yeah, it's Lord of the Year. And so that's why I um, was emphasizing the whole, um, you know, it's it's can be literally like a rebirth kind of thing because Chiron is with Venus, so is Jupiter. And yeah. so it's, it's revitalizing. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Revitalizing her... Well, relationships values, how she yeah what yeah. values what she wants the types of relationships her own being like her physical yeah. like health and her physical being yeah right being in aries the body yep yep interesting yeah it is actually very interesting um let's see now what else did i want to that's it's very possible because she's not going to be doing her very intense physically intense job here in Canada, I yeah. think she'll be doing something different and there. And so, is, ninth house is also higher education, you know. So, taking yeah. mm -hmm. something to the next level is can be also indicated. Um, well, yeah, and, and that's part of what travel does it expands our perspective and yeah. that's taking us to a different level. The other thing is that Uranus is uh, sextiling her son almost mm -hmm. exactly. So. Yeah. so she may surprise herself in terms of, you know, changing the whole vibratory environment that she lives in. Yeah. Yeah. And she just has to, yeah, she just has to watch out for that. Um, or squaring her natal mercury. Yes. Yeah. Moving too quickly, right? Moving too quickly. Moving too quickly. Getting quickly. too chaotic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like physically. Like yeah. not thinking moving <laughs> yeah 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 do you think that could be also like an anxiety having that tension to your mercury and your nervous system can make you feel restless and you know oh, like yeah. not at ease yeah yeah for sure she's got that built in because natally her more squares sun mercury yeah. but mercury squaring and her solar return squaring her natal mercury um mars i mean um squaring 
uh, is, um, like I say, it's just. It really like, points a finger mindful, at it. Like, yeah. not leaping before you look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And moon on the ascendant in Virgo is paying attention to yeah. details. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at everything before you leap in. Yeah. Yeah. Because you might feel that kind of push and pull well, it being opposing. Way, like, you know, how can I take it all in? Take your time. Yeah. Well, she does have this sextile from her natal moon to Saturn. So yeah, that's kind of helpful in terms of like, because it's trining Jupiter, it's sextiling, sorry, sextiling um, Saturn. So yeah, brings in a little more discipline. Um, but we have to keep in mind right now what the transits are. So as soon as yeah, you just start, you realize, oh yeah, Pluto is coming up to her Saturn. Um, the or Saturn right now itself is squaring uh, that moon. Um, yeah, so let's pull. But, it's, but Saturn is also transiting through Pisces and going to hit her sun. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I checked out the date recently. Yeah. So. I was like, Transiting I think Saturn this will be good. Is squaring. Yeah. Right. As we speak. Transiting Saturn is squaring her moon. The soul, her moon. Okay. Yeah. Her natal moon. No. So, well, we've gone through our, our Saturn return. So I feel like she is, she has all of her. Well, um, and Saturn's been hovering around those degree, that degree for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm, I'm sure her, you know, the, the, um, the sense of, yes, I am doing this is solid, right? Because mm -hmm. it is at zero degrees. I thought this was particularly <laughs> interesting that the progressed moon was going to move into Pisces on the day that she actually leaves. It then squares itself. And the- Well, that's 2025. Um, oh, it is. Oh, you are right. And I saw that as, oh, thank you for pointing my mistake out. No worries. Okay. But moon opposite Jupiter, November 14th. So that's similar. That's soon. Yeah. So she might feel quite restless. Moon mm -hmm. opposite. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Correct. At that point. Yeah, no worries. Okay. So um we have jupiter is emphasizing the ascendant this year which is this is who i am um and then it is going to cross the 10th house so what'll be interesting is if she chooses to stay past may of 2024 i'm assuming that um this is 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 she considering it a permanent move or she is open to the vibrations of the world, you know, like I think it's possible. Um, so this could be the point in May of 2024 where she decides, am I moving on? Do I have more to explore here? Yeah. 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 Jupiter crossing and, over yeah. that. And then you have to deal with, you know, visas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can't just say I'm I'm gonna stay forever. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Deal with a whole lot of bureaucratic stuff. <laughs>
So Jupiter is, um, you know, in some on some level, one could see this as uh, an opportunity to, you know, do the whole blog travel thing, right? Mm -hmm. Gemini, tenth house, um, sharing her journey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, she would do so well at that. Yeah, yeah. And she could be very motivated to do that. Um, and that lasts all the way through until April of 2025. Yeah. yeah. So Jupiter is totally on board. Um, Saturn itself uh, this year was, you know, sort of pushing for, well, are we actually content where we are? Yes or no. And so to make the move in December, that follows on the heel of Moon Square, MC. If if she had come to see me a couple of years ago, this is would have been the time that I would have said, well, um, you have to make up your mind before Saturn squares your moon, because if you don't move, Saturn will want to lock it in for another seven years. Mm -hmm. And so she's answered the call. She's going, nope, I'm moving on. So perfect. Perfect. So during the course of um, 2024, she gets to really know whether her heart is attached to this new location, right? You know, is this, is it the moving and the traveling that's fueling my heart? Is it this particular place? All of those kinds of questions. Yeah. Yeah, Saturn Station's direct uh, in November of 2024, too. Yeah. Um, and so this will also be a health test when she gets down there. Um, so hopefully she's got all their vaccinations and all of that kind of stuff or whatever. That's what doing. she's doing. That's what she's doing right now. Yeah. And she's a bit nervous about it. If yeah. there's going to be any issues. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if New Zealand is particularly, whereas Australia has everything that could kill you, you know, crawling <laughs> all the rest of it yeah every spider was australia yeah okay so the other possibility of course seventh house with saturn there is meeting someone i know i know i've talked to her about it yeah and that's, that's i'm scared possible because venus is lord of the year you know meeting a foreigner but yeah yeah that's totally possible um, so Uranus is happily still cavorting through her ninth house, right? So bringing unexpected stuff. Now it's going to, this is 2025. So it'll be curious to see where she is actually located when Uranus hits Gemini. Um, yeah, this could be a real huge shift in her career, but it could also just ignite her to traveling more. You know, she might end up in Antarctica or something. <laughs> it's Uranus, as, <laughs> as Jill talks about, right? You can't really predict it. This, I thought, was very interesting. Neptune stations literally on the day that she is leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, one of the midpoints that she has does involve... Um, so the moon, so that Sagittarian moon is squaring her Venus-Neptune um, midpoint. 
So this is losing oneself in a vision. Okay. Um, and so there is um, a, an ability to literally walk into a new environment and merge with it, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. <laughs> Come back with a New Zealand accent if she comes back. Ah, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Some people do, they pick up accents instantly. Oh, yes. yeah. oh yeah, good point. I like that with Mercury being the steersman of the ship, that mm -hmm. is entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she absorbs stuff, right? Yeah. Neptune. Anyway, it will be because she's literally going with Neptune stations, it will be almost like an out-of-body experience. And my suspicion is, is she will, she'll be one of those people where jet lag is a very real thing. Yeah. Energetically, she's tearing herself from the soil of here, you know, and, you know, dragging it through a plane to a new, so, you know, I would anticipate that she may find it difficult to arrive and ground again for, you know, it could take her a while for that to happen, just because Neptune is being incredibly powerful that day. So Pluto is kind of not doing a lot until next year. And then it will, um, because it's sextiling the moon, this could be quite an eye opener for her, you know, in terms of what it means to travel, you know, and how do I feel comfortable? And, you know, there's the idea of travel because the moon is what wants to travel, but it has to also feel comfortable. And part of the reason why I'm saying this is I'm thinking of my next door neighbor's little three-year-old. He has moon in Sag conjunct the ascendant. And he runs around with a sword all the time, <laughs> sort of like, I will protect myself. It is the moon. <laughs> so, you know, there could be this, you know, sort of juxtaposition of, um, you know, my joy and comfort is to keep my horizons open to find out what's on, you know, the other side of the river, the road, the mountain, whatever. Um, but then you actually have to live in that, which is the Piscean part, because her moon squares her sun by sign. And so it too has to be comfortable, right? And so that's a natural dynamic within her character that will always be there. She needs to respect both sides. Yep. So, yeah. The yeah, contradiction. This be, yeah. This yeah. could be that moment next year where it's like, oh, but, oh, but you know, where she's having to, you know, negotiate uh, a respectful balance in her life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what would suit her in terms of living in a van that's familiar while exploring oh, all very foreign and new environments and vibrations, as you're saying, yes. it might be something that can ground her. Yes, exactly. And then, as it's true for most of your generation, right, Pluto starts to knock on the door of, you know, you guys are going to be in the driver's seat, um, your generation. I'm looking forward to it. Next 20 years, right? And good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking, I just, let's get out of Capricorn. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to kill, kill the tradition. 
Yeah. Ready for the revolution. Yeah. yeah and, the next, and the conjunction with Saturn. I mean, that's 2025. So yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. down the road. But um, as soon as it makes its final ingress, which is late next year, um, your crew will be right. It's our yeah, crew. call on the shots. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. how long has Pluto been in Capricorn? Can you just remind 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 our audience? 2008. Since 2008. Okay. It's a big shift. It's a big crash. Oh, yeah. It's a big shift. Yep. Okay. So, Jill, let's look at the astral cartography. Okay. All right. Oops. Get out of my way. There's a thing here. Go away. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes, okay. Um, so you gave me some places she was thinking yeah. she'd like to be. So I did look those up. Um, the the, We're sorry. not seeing the map yet. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not showing you the map yet. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. And Jill, you worked with the founder of astrocartography. I, did. I studied with him. That's where I learned how to do this. Yes. What's his What's his name? Um, Lewis. Jim Lewis. Yeah, Jim Lewis. Jim Lewis. Mm -hmm. And he discovered this well, he, approach. He came up with it. Well, he did. Yeah. I, I think it was working on the basis of something someone else had done prior. But yes, he did. He did um, come up with the... Yeah. He codifies this, to make yeah, it this usable. This particular model. Yeah. So yeah, we can look at, this is the only lines she has going directly through New Zealand. Okay, we still don't see the map. Oh. Yeah. So as I'm screen sharing. Yeah, mm -hmm. but what we see is just the opening page for Solar Fire. Okay. It might just have to be entered. Entered how? Maybe, or maybe if you double click on on which chart you're trying to pull up. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, okay. So um, I'll let you pop I'll up. I'll stop sharing for a second. I'll go back in and see yeah. if I can get it up there because it should come up. Oh, technology. Gotta love it. Yeah, no. Just loading it. Yeah, no, we still just have your front screen. Current chart preview. Yeah, yeah. Let me give it a shot and see if I can okay. see it up. Um, if, okay, so while you're still there with the map up, um, see if you can uh, turn it into um, like print and then make it a, you know, like a, a preview before you print as a GIF. And then you can, print on the GIF. it doesn't do that. Oh, okay. it, it, map, it cannot do a GIF. Okay. So I let you jump out so that I can access my solar fire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's not working, but. Yeah, no, it's, um, all right. Who knows? Solar map. That's what I want. There we go. Um, 
Okay, so now go back to here. All right, let's see if share. There it is. Yay. Okay, so I have to zoom out or pick. A, so can you see the map? I mean, right yeah. now it's in. Yeah. So what did, so what did you do? Because like um, Well, it when you go to select what um, what you're going to look at, it came up as one of the options. Yeah. So now I've probably lost it myself. <laughs> I'll stop sharing and come back in again. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to share, it showed solar map one. Oh, let me see if yeah. I can do that. Okay, well, let me, yeah. yeah. Believe in your computer, Jill. Yeah. She has an old computer, though. I do. Yeah. I believe in it. Opening solar fire, though. No, no, no. It was a separate screen that I could pick, oh. not solar fire. It said solar map is what it said. Oh. Yeah. I don't see map. I don't have it open, I don't think. So would I have to? Oh yeah, you have to. Okay, just let me get it open and try okay. that. Okay, so the the premise of this um, is that the map shows the movement of a each of the planets as it would be traced um, around the globe. And so there are arcs and there are lines. So the lines will represent where that planet on the day that you were born would be directly overhead on the world. Um, and also on the IC, I believe the ascendant line, is it a curve or is it a straight up and down? The ascendant line is, the, the ascendant is a curved line. The straight up and down lines are. Yeah, when it's something is directly overhead. Okay, so then you look at where those lines cross. And of course, there'll be great chunks of the world that it doesn't, those lines don't come anywhere near. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, the example that I did in the episode that we did, um, I don't even know if it was this year or if it was last year. Um, but if you search astral cryptography, you'll see one of the episodes. So, oh, yes, yeah. hey team. <laughs> She got it. <laughs> okay. So I don't know why it's showing it this way, but you can see this is the lines that go through New Zealand. So you've got the moon on the descent. Oh, perfect. Cutting across here. Amazing. That is totally amazing. Yes. So what we were seeing on her solar return chart is exactly overlaying on the place that she's moving to this year. And crossing Correct. line and the crossing line this here. Is her natal here, chart. Here, right? here on the MC. Yeah. Yeah. This is so she is going to feel at home, but then, you know, uh, if you were to see the full map, it would also be like Sumatra and the Philippines. So that whole line will create a, an arc that isn't just here, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, she's going to change. This that. is what the map looks like. Yeah. Centered it on. So she would be good in, so if you follow that line, um, the moon line, 
Yeah, she'd probably be drawn to places like well, she might like this area here, although you got Pluto pretty close there. Um, yeah. Shanghai. Shanghai, Beijing. Yeah. Yeah. Over here, it comes down Portable. through Prague and Prague and yeah. And uh, Algeria. Anyway, yeah, so the, that's that one line. And then you've got you've got four four lines for each planet, right? Because you've got ascendant descendant and the mcic okay so there are straight lines for the ascendant as well yeah yeah no the straight lines are for the mc and the ic okay, okay. The curving just the line, mc and ic yeah okay the the curving line you'll notice the that it's white some areas and then it goes black yeah well when it's on when it's black it's on the descendant when it's white it's on the ascendant Ah, okay. And the up and down, the MCs are across the top. And the IC ones are coming from the bottom. So you have to look where they're. Right. right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's how that works. I These maps are not nearly as good as the ones that you used to send away for. Yeah. Like I have, yeah. I have my, my map. Um, I have mine still somewhere because I did send away did. Like it's much bigger and it. Can you still do that? I wonder. Probably. I don't know. But the other thing that was great with that came with it was this sheet that has um, the different crossings. Yes. This is another aspect of it that's significant. So the lines themselves are important. But each of these lines crosses another line at some place, right? Mm -hmm. So here you've got Mars and the Sun. You know, the Mars on the Ascendant crossing the Sun on the MC. Okay, so that transfers lat uh, latitudinally. It's mm -hmm. only a, like a two degree thing, you know, either side of that point. But, you know, you would have, and you can't really do it on this map. Right. Uh, I did find in Solar Fire, you can pull up the um, uh, a report for a specific place. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did I did do that, but I, I'm not going to get too much into that because yeah, but it doesn't. What were the what are the it, two straight lines that are close to the MC? Obviously, is one, and Saturn. That's a Saturn on here. Yeah, by New Zealand. Sorry? Yeah. Is that Saturn or is that Mercury? Mercury. I can't. That's, That's Mercury on the MC. Okay. So Sun and Mercury are both on the MC, right? Together in the okay. inner chart. So yeah. yeah. So they're together here, right? They're never right. right. Never far apart. So, so how would how would you interpret that in terms of her experience there? Well, that's making connections with people. Um, and particularly, you know. Um, like things that might help you, you know, in your position in the world kind of thing, because it's the MC, right? Right, right, yeah. Right? yeah. So you might it make work might not be a big deal. It might work out really well then. It, yeah. It, if she wants to work, she probably can, can find that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but as I say, you've also got the crossing lines which I did look up for the various locations. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, that gets into you know, a listing of stuff. 
<laughs> uh, and you know they 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 figure as well because wherever those are at that particular location, you know they have like I say they have to be within a degree or two. Yeah, yeah. So it's it has very, to be exact. Yeah, pretty much exact to the location. Well, a degree is like sixty miles. It's yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, but it's not but, like feet or anything. No, but it it's it still. They have, it has to be that close and on a big map like this, it's not much of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's how that works. So, yes, I mean, I can pull up the uh, one of them for her, actually, oh. if it'll do that. Let me see. I can go here. Yeah, that's showing. No, so okay. go back out and come back in again because it changed. Um, so if you've got that one map up, the new one, then go out and come back in, and it should come up again because you had it up earlier. Yeah, the map is here. It's not showing on our screen. It's just showing the big map. Okay, I tried to do something else, so I'll stop yeah. sharing. Would help if I was more um technically inclined, but I'm not. So there you are. Oh so we still got the big map. Yeah, so we can okay. go to the smaller map again. Right, yes, uh, yes, there you go. Australasia. Aww. And select that. Oh, I have to find the specific place. Duh. <laughs> New Zealand. Let's look at New Zealand. I think I had Australia before. There we go. There we so, go. So oh, like wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the sun, the sun is like it looks much farther away on this map than it did on the big map, right? Yes, because exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it does what have would be interesting for her to report for us is the further south she goes. Um you know, what's the difference between the North Island and the South Island energetically? Like, she will definitely yeah. feel where that... Um, and that will show up more in the Parans, which is the crossings at right. the latitudes, because yeah. you don't have any lines, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I did, I actually did the, look at the reports for each of the four places that you... Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, and I had to find the other, the Queenstown. It's down here. So okay, so um, in between. It doesn't have the name on, so it wouldn't bring it up specific, but I found the mm -hmm. closest latitude, longitude that I could pull up. So Okay. Yeah, so it's down here. Yeah. So, yeah. So she, Queenstown's looking quite positive. Well, yeah, it's probably very beautiful um, from what I can gather. And, yeah, I... It's 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 on the other side of the the Mercury line <laughs> mm -hmm. from Christchurch and and this yeah whichever side you're on does make some difference. It'll be interesting to notice if see if she notices um, whether you know whether you're west or east of a line it, you can feel some difference. But this is still about yeah her. More about career when it's MC, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's 
but again, and Mercury is also, you know, connecting with people. Mm -hmm. So she may make some good connections down there. Sweet. And she'll have the, you know, moon, moon on the descendant. You know, she probably, people will be kind of drawn to her, I think, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, because this, this line is influencing through here. And so, you know, Christchurch isn't that far away from the line. And, um, yeah, there's still more action in terms of the lines on the South Island than on the North. Yeah. But you get a different influence up here than because you've got this crossing up here, which is going to hit the North Island. Mm -hmm. so, so the sun on the MC crossing the moon on the descendant is, is going to be more prominent up this area then you're not going to feel it down here, right? Ah, okay. Yeah. It, I don't think it goes exactly through Auckland, but it might be close enough to feel some influence from it. Okay. But some of the other crossings do, you know, you get different crossings in Auckland than you do in Wellington, than you do in Christchurch, than you do right. in uh, Queenstown. Right. right. So, so they're going to be probably to her quite noticeable differences in yeah, those someone actually being able to notice it, it does, her chart doesn't get any better for the energetic noticing yeah yeah uh, yeah so that's that's pretty cool yeah uh, this is mars over here on the ascendant hmm. But it's, okay, you know, so she might feel more restless in the North well, Island. It's not really, it's, it, it would be too weak to really feel over the influence of these, the lines that are much closer. It's right, not, more prominent. Yeah, yeah. And the sun will have some influence, uh, particularly here where it's closer, but it's still not, a, not powerful because you've got these two that are much more noticeable. Mm -hmm. yeah right so, so on that line is you know you said that on the south that's queenstown right here which yeah, on yeah this little, in that general area on this little lake here huge oh, okay and then the closer you get to the line the more prominent and that's the mercury line that's the mercury line which yeah. is that's the mercury line that's on the med heaven and so you'll say the closer to that line the more, say, like successful or the more connection she'll have yeah, for a job it, and connecting with people. Yeah, but it, it will, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's going to influence, like I say, more the South Island than definitely yeah. notice it here. And so, visit, but like the closer to that line in the South Island, mm -hmm. the more prominent the effect, you mm -hmm. might say. Yeah. Yeah. And you might not want to be too close to a mercury line because it could make you, you know, nervous kind of. Oh yeah, overstimulated. Yeah, because mercury is that kind of restless energy, right? So, yeah, but it's yeah definitely close enough to feel, um, probably quite a positive influence in terms of her aspirations, mm -hmm. and you know possibly having new ideas about what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. in her career and yeah. awesome I think that's absolutely what she's looking for 
Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, intuitively with, with the moon doing the crossing here, uh, yeah. you know, that there's going to be, yeah, she'll, she'll kind of be drawn to where she, where she needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that moon line, she, she'll feel quite at home? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's on the descendant, not the ascendant. Um, you'd feel, oh no. Feel that effect more, but in terms of you know attracting people and you know meeting, you know having emotional connections with people, having a romantic partner that she moves across the world for. Yeah. Okay, you relax, Jane. <laughs> Her life—it's possible, and, and there, there is room. <laughs> and I think some of the crossing lines bring up more of the Venusian thing. Think in the north, yeah. north Island more. Yeah, I'd have to look at those, but yeah. The Venusian things bring up more on the North Island, but we don't see any lines go through there. Well, no, I'm talking about the crossing lines, the yeah. cross where the lines cross. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which this doesn't show. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like that's say, what you guys are saying. Yeah. Like I say, that's why I really liked this. Uh, this list that came with mine because it yeah. actually is, you know, very specific where your crossings are. And then it has also some of the cities of the world listed where those crossings are. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. So that you can probably still order it, astral cartography maps. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think the site is still available, but I, I have no idea. May, there might not be a market for it with all this. Mm. technology is not always better it's not i mean this is great because you can do it yourself and look at stuff but it like i say it's you don't get the ease of you know having this there to could look. be other there could be astrology other astrology programs i never looked in my copy of janice to see if it has this capacity. oh okay it might, yeah. I've never looked at. Might, it. but yeah, yeah. The other thing is, you're limited by the size of your screen. Yeah, and, you know how much detail they can. Yeah, because like I say, the the one I I have that I ordered, um, it's got a lot of cities listed. You know, because it's got much more. You know. Yeah, detail. More detail. Yeah, yeah. it's tiny print. <laughs> But you know, it's it's yeah, it gives you a much easier overview. Okay. Yeah. And for me anyway. So yeah, I <clears throat> like I say, you don't see much when you just look at New Zealand because there are very few lines. And you know, there are some places where you wouldn't find any lines. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, but it's such a small place. I feel like there's quite a few lines for such a small well, given place. Given that, that it's hmm. there's know, there's a reason return, you know that yeah. the moon is is prominent. Yeah, there's a there, yeah. there's a reason so, to yeah. to for sure. Although the moon line will go up through um, other places too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but this yeah, like I say, this is more about. I guess feels like it's about meeting people because you know moon is sev on seventh and Mercury's yep. over here. Yep. combination of those two is like who am I going to be and what can they do for me and yeah mm -hmm. cool yeah so 
it's pretty spot on. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it'll be interesting to get her feedback on how she experiences it because you know you can't predict it. No, you can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Like maybe, so you're saying she could meet somebody in the North Island and then feel at home in that center area in the South. Yeah, I can send you the the documents for the the ones I, the reports I got off the. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Because then you can, you know, share that with her. But yeah, it gives the listing of, of where those crossings hit this and um yeah like i say there's one for i did one for each of the cities because that just gives you a clearer picture and yeah without something like the one i've got (laughs) you're gonna do (laughs) so yeah it's um but it it's 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 a really interesting tool and an adjunct to the natal chart but the natal chart is always Mm-hmm. what you're looking at because this is just like I say you can do a relocation right mm-hmm. and I did I did that as well you know okay. you just re- you relocate her chart to mm-hmm. specific so places can we have a look at yeah, some- yeah. let's let's look so at you'll that. have to go out and come back yeah, again. I I kind of figured that out yeah 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 <laughs> I'm getting better yeah <laughs> not really but Oh, wait a minute. I have to come back in with her chart coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go ahead again. Uh, oh, no, that's right. That's what I was looking for. Never mind. I, I, I'm slow, but I get there eventually. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, we yeah, yeah. We are in Wellington. Okay. So, this, and, you know, like I said, it, my email to you when I you know the astrocartography is great kind of get giving you an overview but once you have a a place you want to look at then it's kind of really better to look at the full chart relocated to that place Mm -hmm. okay so in um in Wellington she's actually got this is squaring her natal ascendant isn't it Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and of course, you've got the moon, moon over here in the sixth house. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And Mercury, you know, like I said, up up on mid heaven. So, you know, like it, that, like I said, that might be really more helpful in terms of, you know, boosting her, you know, career or helping her somehow in what she wants to do in the world making the right and making lots of money doing it or maybe losing money actually well it's hard to say um no um you got a nice trine between the moon and and jupiter natally yes i you know she's going to be very intuitive in you know in that regard i think how can i financially benefit from this uh yeah i mean again she'll know more when she gets there and she's also got this the trying to you know pluto on the six here from mercury Mm -hmm. so 
work and career? As for people, for not everybody, their work is their career. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people they work in, you know, they waitress or whatever, but their career aspiration is something totally different. <laughs> yeah. Is that so, what you're saying here? Oh no, I I don't I have no idea because I think this trine between Pluto in the sixth and Mercury up here and right at the, near the tenth is likely to, you know, bring in powerful. Mm-hmm she can work with mm-hmm. so you don't see trines on the on that right no you don't yeah right you don't see those relationships no. so but, the relation the planets that you see here when you've changed her birthplace also like the can the relationship that say like mercury has to different planets will have to be kept in mind when you look at the astrocartography because that mercury is going to be flavored by yeah and mercury relationships are going to be the same no matter where she is but they're going to bring up different stuff because with astrocartography it's all about the angles right that's what you're about the angles okay that's all you're really looking at with astrocartography. So you're, right. not, you're not looking at, you know, an inconjunct that's there natally. And so, you know, again, with Mars in the first house in that location, she does need to be mindful of, you know, because that opposition or that inconjunct to Uranus, you know, oh, that, yes. that can be, in, you know, that's, Classic accidents, prone kind of suddenly kind of stuff. So no, doesn't mean that will happen, but it's she needs to be mindful, and she does anyway because natally she's got the square between Mars and these and Mercury. Yeah, you know. So you know, but it it, she also has has um you know, a nice sextile between the moon and, and Saturn, which can help her be a little more aware, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, but yeah, I mean, that's where, wherever you are, there you are, right? Wherever you go, there you are. It's just so. that it, it shifts, you know, it shifts where these fall in the chart. Yes, yeah, right. It brings different emphasis. Up. And so in, in Wellington, the moon is ruling her second house. Mm-hmm. Money, baby. Yeah. It could, <laughs> could be a good place for her for that. Yeah. Yeah. It um, seems like astrocartography is similar to zodiacal releasing, where different planets are emphasized. stimulated stimulated more than the place that you were born and they're like awakened like in zodiacal racing when you're going through transits and there's there's a reason um, that we have different experiences when we go to different places mm-hmm. right uh, we like some places we don't like others you know i mean and and some people will <laughs> will find themselves in places that it's like get me out of here <laughs> right Seemed like a good idea yeah. to here, right? Um, so yeah. Um, let me see what the next one is. This is this is Queenstown. So that's the one that's on that little lake down in the South Island. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
So Mars is not as near to the ascendant, which is probably a good thing. And as we saw, Moon is much closer to the descendant. Mm -hmm. And you've got Sun or Sun and Mercury both bookending the, the MC. So very strong there. Yeah. So and again, you know, that will pull in the aspects that they have in the natal chart. Mm -hmm. You've still got Moon ruling the second house. So that's yeah, an interesting thing about that. I would and, say that with that particular one, like you're saying with uh, Mercury, the sun bookending the MC, that who she is at a core level will be seen there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it also brings in it because it's trying, Mercury does trine uh, Cairo, so it does bring in healing. And she might meet others who help her in that process. She, as a and I have had. It's a grand trine with Pluto and Chiron, right? Totally. Yeah, I noticed that before, and I thought so, so, she's been getting more into healing arts, and maybe that's maybe that's a career so with, shift. With this, she may end up. Uh, well, she could benefit from others in terms of healing, but she could also, yes decide that that's something that and of course she has a skill with energy so yeah she'll yeah. be a thing for her to do it's because she would she would gravitate to that very easily especially with right. Pluto plugged into that yeah because yeah that's you know healing arts like healing with our hands maybe like massage yeah. therapy like yeah there's all kinds of different um modalities that people can learn she could do reiki she could do i mean there's all kinds of energy medicine that is incredible i mean i do some of it myself and it's it's amazing what you can do because you're working with directly with the person's energy and that's what we are we are energy right oh we seem to have lost jenna no hmm. oh, she's yeah could be just her internet hmm yeah, she may have gotten a phone call. That would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. My um I just need to plug in my laptop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought you we lost you. No, never. <laughs> ah. Yeah, the um it's interesting uh with the Mars on the ascendant, um, like moving energy would be yeah. oh yeah be part of it yeah. yeah and then with pluto in the sixth um in this particular style that would be you know deep rooted energy you know oh yeah no and, and for her very very it can be this can be hugely transformational for her in terms of yes yeah um, not only helping others but yes doing her own healing work yeah yeah letting go of that old crap that's south node stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yes i think you know queenstown would offer a lot of that yeah I, the other thing i didn't notice before was uh the moon has a quite a close sesquiquadrate to venus yeah. so venus is she's quite I challenged venus here so she's not she's not the easiest planet in this young woman's chart no no, it isn't. Venus isn't naturally uh, happy in air. No, 
No. no, she's not happy in Aries. I mean, she does have the sextile to Mars, which is going to help her, but she also has this, you know, the square to Uranus. And, you know, this doesn't make for lasting necessarily relationships. And and the, the accessible quadrant to the moon, yeah, what I want, what I need uh, may not <laughs> feel the same. And your values might clash. Or you might draw a person that clashes with your... And, values. And, and it and it's but it's Very also something that will trigger her to pursue healing because there's yeah. you know this is where some old wounds lie so that's that's uh, queenstown and just to show you the difference in these places this is christchurch so queenstown is, was more um on the west side yeah and, Christchurch is more on the East Coast. So you've still got the moon quite close here. You've still got the Mercury very close to the Midheaven. And, you know, like I say, the Wellington, I, I'd watch out just because Mars is closer to the Ascendant mm -hmm. there, right? And that makes it a little more prominent. And <laughs> so you don't want it kind of having too much... Uh, ability to throw you into something that you might say Oops. right <laughs> especially with like i say the the inconjunct to uranus and the sesquiquadrate to to saturn it's like not a, it's not the happiest guy here and, the and so here it's inconjunct neptune everywhere everywhere it's in conjunct neptune it was in conjunct Neptune when she was living here. It was it was the whole time. Okay. It doesn't matter where she goes. These aspects don't change. The only thing that changes is how it's they whether they're, they're highlighted or not. The houses they en end up in and the angles they end up close to. Us. Right. So yeah. Looking out here when we okay. yeah, because we you know we remain the same pattern on the inside, but what gets shown can be different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, Mercury is going to be more prominent. It's right up there, right at the top of the chart. See, I'm here, you know, and the sun as well. So yes, she can have, you know, this can be beneficial to her, you know, in terms of what she ends up doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she gets to display that particular talent, the Piscean aspect of herself. Yeah, mm -hmm. be prominent. Yeah. So, and like I say, that that this pair has actually really nice aspects that support mm -hmm. So, you know, probably, probably way better to have them near the angles than Mars. Yeah. In my, yeah. So then we have, this is her in Auckland, which we're going further north. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so again, Mars gets pretty close to that. Yeah, so again, yeah, this would yeah. not, I, I didn't, yeah, get the feeling that Auckland would be the best choice for her. Um, because, yes, Mars becomes uh, a little too close for my comfort to the Ascendant. You know? Especially, you know, it's in Mercury's sign, and Mercury's very prominent. <laughs> yeah, and uh, always you're, and the ruler of that Pisces at the Midheaven is Neptune, which is in conjunct. So just, yeah. Yeah, just not 
not necessarily the energy you want to have most prominent. Like quite restless, yeah. maybe volatile and not quite easy to see things very clearly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's great for having a vision, you know, the sun, mercury, sextiles, Neptune and Uranus. So yeah, having, she has, as you were saying, she has a vision and she has, you know. That vision might not um, come to fruition in this space. So, you know, the interaction between these two energetically, Mars and Neptune, are not exactly a great mix. Yeah. They're contradictory for sure. Yeah. Even more than contradictory, I think. And 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 you've got the sesquiquadrate to Saturn. So Saturn's not really helping too much to put the brakes on Mars where wherever she is. You know, she has to have other things pulling that Saturn energy in a more positive way, like the moon sextile. But you know, and Saturn because Saturn makes us more cautious, which when you're talking Mars, it's good to have a little yeah. a little bit of cautious. <laughs> you don't want to get blocked, but you want a little cautious. So yeah, I think, you know, like I say, I think from my perspective looking at it, um she's probably better off on the South Island. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah, not not close to that Mars on the ascendant. But yeah, I can send you, you know, that kind of this stuff. The nitty gritty, the details. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can send you, you know, an email with the attachments and you can look at them yourself. I don't have a printer or anything, so, but you probably do. If you wanted to print. No, them. I don't. Oh. Every, everything is digital. Yeah. Everybody reads now easily off. Yeah. Whereas I like the physical hard stuff, but yeah, me too. Yeah, I like, like I say, that's why again why I like my hard copy of my my little map because yeah, it is it's easier to might need a magnifying glass because prints so well, but it is easier to see the whole. I would thing. like to. I would love to see just yeah, just the act of looking at your chart on a piece of paper it just feels like yeah so much more appropriate i've never looked and at my chart I, on a piece of paper didn't i you a copy when you were here oh i did yes you did print it for me yes i have it here at my desk so whenever i have a client i always actually draw up the chart myself yeah. you do by hand yeah well i used to calculate oh my goodness i used to calculate them and draw them up by hand yeah you know, back in the day before the day. we had yeah, that computer. There was a day before I was, and I had to calculate. Yeah, I had a friend who was a, a astrologer, and she couldn't calculate a chart to save her life. Oh, and that I, is I got, kind of silly. It's true. I got so I could calculate one in about you know half an hour, and then draw it up, and it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, so I I like that. I like doing it because I am a hands-on kind of person. I'm much more kinesthetic, I think. And yeah. so it helps focus me into what I'm looking at. You know, as I'm drawing the aspects in, I'm going, oh, yeah. And I, oh, I don't miss out that one. You know, and you get really, yeah. And the ephemeris also gives you 
um, an instant understanding of the context, you know, is there somebody stationing is, you know, because like, oh, yeah. it, it gives you the listing for exactly. right. yeah. usually two months on in some ephemeris. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, because we do have computers, I'll, I don't calculate the charts by hand anymore. You had to have all kinds of books to do that. <laughs> yes, tables. Yeah, to have tables of houses. Yeah, to have uh, one that would tell you where the time um, daylight savings was some places, not others. Okay. Uh, a lot of stuff because, you know, Saskatchewan doesn't And then do for me, um, I could never trust that I calculated it correctly. So I uh, didn't start reading charts to people until I got the computer because yeah. I could go, okay. This yeah yeah. Right. yeah i got i got the, the 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 hardest ones were when i had somebody who was from the southern hemisphere that wanted one. Oh, because right. yes because it's it used to do it northern and that's that's just no big deal it's like oh yeah do, 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 there we are uh but then yeah. you have to do this whole shift to yeah the southern the southern hemisphere because it's different picture altogether so that was trickier i could do that but took longer <laughs> yeah. you don't get to practice as often no. but yeah so yeah I mean having it on a piece of paper is a very different experience you know mm -hmm. whether you're reading a book or looking at a chart yeah we process the information differently in our brains when it's pixels on the screen than we do when it's stuff on a page it's how it works. So, yeah. So I do like having working with a hard copy when I'm with a client. I can draw on it too. Circle things. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can interact with it more. Yeah. Um, what I find really interesting about what we've been talking about with Molly's chart is that she was supposed to go last year, oh. and then it just didn't sit right with her. That she would have been she was supposed to go last year. Yeah, that would have been an eighth house year. And uh, so that would have been ruled by Mercury. So it probably just didn't feel right. Well, yeah. And, you know, we things happen when they're supposed to, not when we think they're supposed to. So we can think, that, you know, I should have done it last year. Well, no, because you're doing it this year. So apparently not. <laughs> yeah. If you were supposed to do it last year, you'd have been there by now. <laughs> so that's my take anyway. Right. And and that's what, interesting. you know, when people go into, oh, God, I should have done this or I should have done that. I mean, if you were supposed to, you would have. So let it go. You know, always say, well, I wish I had or let it go because you did what you did when you were supposed to do it. You can't. Yeah, do I do. I do find that astrology helps you. Yeah, you can't do something when you're not supposed to do it. So you and you'll bash your head against the wall trying and wonder why it's not working. <laughs> That's the time you thought, right? So yeah, it's 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 not, yeah. Astrology is just it it's challenges always. our notion of fate and free will. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. and almost that the, the world is an interactive part of ourselves. Like it is. It is. Astrophotography is. Places have 
you know, their own sort of spirit, their own essence. And that's why you do feel different in different places. Wow. You know, go into the woods, you'll feel a whole lot different than you do when you're walking around a city. Because there's a whole different energetic. And if you go to Astro, if you go to astro.com, there's like the local space, astrocartography local. Oh, okay. yeah. I never got into the local space part so much, but it's but it, very interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. And but for me, I just I find going to the relocation chart helps me get more clarity because you you know then you can put the you know the solar return in that location as well, and you could put the you know so that it all. Yeah, but with the local space, that's what's because even if you change your location of your chart and it's do the solar like return it's just local space it's almost like yeah it's feng shui yeah <laughs> yeah it's more of like a subtle yeah, yeah. subtle yeah. energetic pull but yeah i looked at it and there oh, my son goes through my two favorite places in the city that i find myself just like driving to oh know? yeah no i mean it makes perfect sense it, it, i just never got into that that uh, oh, so many wormholes there are yeah it was one there of are yeah, I didn't go down that one. So yeah, but this this I find gives a lot, and you can put progressions and transits on, and it you know just shows you a whole lot, depending on where you end up. So, there you go. That's all right. Well, Molly, moving Molly, I think needs to be a children's book now. I'm inspired. There you uh, go. I've in got her van. Her, I've got her as Molly Auckland, Molly Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> this can be different editions yeah and then she can different different book editions different journeys well, um, but i'm be, so excited that can be her blog yeah 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 so well, we will definitely well, want to hear via you I yes guess, you know yeah, i will give updates energetic experience yeah we look forward to that yes yes and the creative work that i feel like she's gonna create from I mean with yeah, exploring with the different vibes place where where that Pisces energy is oh, so yeah. prominent yeah exactly so you know that seems to me again she's it's not an accident that she's been drawn to go there yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so do you have a subject for our next show we've got a little bit of space yeah so okay. we'll come I'll up with that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.